You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. Well, and I think about, you know, the strongest trees, the most dense trees, you know, they don't grow overnight. There's trees that grow quickly, and uh, usually they're the first ones to fall. But look at an oak tree. My goodness, Mm -hmm. look how long that takes for it to grow. But it's there, and that's what's strong. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We are continuing our series on rhythms, and I'm joined by two special guests and friends. First, we have Lead Pastor Jose Abaro with us. Jose, thanks good for being morning, here. Taylor. Always good morning. Good. It's great to have you. And we are joined for the very first time, a very honorable guest, the one, yes. the only Bob Walker is well, in the house. Thank Bob. You. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, it was so great to hear your story. Jose, I'd love to give you kind of the first word. It was a special Sunday in a lot of different ways. So what was going into kind of the prep? I know this we kind of got part (laughs) one of what will be a a two-part go message. But So I think this is what makes church so fun is because you never know how things are really going to go. So when the church, when the people of God gather, it's, it's God's time. It's God's house, God's agenda. And so we got to celebrate some incredible things. I don't think, um, you know, one thing, I, it was just all so great. You can just celebrate one of those things yeah, and yeah. it could be an amazing Sunday. But we had a Bob presenting you as, as a potential overseer here and be praying for you for the next 40 days, hearing your story, the way that you shared so vulnerably and powerfully, uh, so grateful. We heard it before at Easter Sunday, two years ago, Two years ago, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, two yeah. Easter's ago. Yes. But, but I, I learned new things, and so I'm always grateful for how you share so well, so vulnerably. The Spanish community group that's starting this week, we celebrated baptisms. And uh, yeah, so I actually planned for a full message <laughs> like I normally did, which means that this week is easier for me. Got leftovers. That's right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go through the rest of the message um, this week. But Bob... You worked in broadcasting. I did, I did. Obviously. (laughs) So I would love for you to grace us with your warm-up if you would be so inclined. Yeah, I just did it. And uh, yeah, I want you to do it on the air now. (laughs) So it goes, it goes. Crest has been proven to be an effective decay preventive dentifrist when used in a program of oral hygiene and regular dental care. That is fantastic. Do the other one, do the other one. That's my favorite. Oh, I slid a sheet, a sheet. I slid upon the slitted sheet, I sit. That one, that one could be a little more yeah, questionable if you don't. A little dicey. <laughs> a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to attempt that. <laughs> oh, yes. No, it's great. It's great. Jose, let's let's jump in here. You kind of had one main emphasis as we've been looking at this, and that is to slow down and start small. Often, uh, I like how with each of the four Gs we've been looking at based out of Acts, uh, just how we talked about give last week and how that can be fairly stressful. And yet go can also be stressful. And we're kind of looking at this theme verse in Matthew 11 that says, come to me all who are weary and burdened. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's verses 28 through 30. So, and you said it so perfectly on Sunday, but when people think about go and sharing their story and just evangelizing, that typically is not something associated with rest and something that's easy. Easy, especially in this environment and the day in which we live. And so your kind of first encouragement to us is to slow down and start small. 
why, you know, we could unpack the whole thing in a second, but, but why is that so significant? Just related to the first verse about uh, just experiencing God's rest. How, how do we experience God's rest through slowing down and, yeah, and starting small? Recognizing that it's not automatic, that it's not just a, a one and done. And the proof there is in Acts 1, 6 through 8, when the disciples are thinking that Jesus is going to stick around and reign and bring the kingdom of God and, and, and see this top-down um, kingdom come to earth when Jesus said, nope, I have these seeds and that's the gospel and they're gonna be planted and it's gonna be a grassroots, organic, slow process mm-hmm. as as things kind of go. So yeah, with so many things, God's ways are normally opposite than the world's ways and this is one of those things. So I think if we just recognize that it's slow, that relieves some of the stress on on my end. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, if, if it's someone that I love that I'm talking to about Jesus, I'm not worried about expediting that process or making sure that it's a one conversation and done. It's a long journey um, that God brought me in. Bob, I'd love to hear your story <laughs> of, of how God has formed you through many experiences mm-hmm. and yet he's never done with us. Right. Well, and I think about, uh, you know, the strongest trees, the most dense trees, you know, they don't grow overnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you look at, uh, you know, there's trees that grow quickly, and uh, usually they're the first ones to fall. But, you know, you look at an oak tree. My goodness, mm-hmm. look how long that takes yeah. for it to grow. But it's there. And that's what's strong. So the slower something grows, the stronger it is, the more yeah. it can withstand the wind, yeah, storms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got it. I've enjoyed getting to know both of y'all uh, over the last few years, and both of y'all do a lot of things. You're, you're fast movers. You, you get a lot done. So how do the two of y'all just personally embrace this concept of of slowing slowing down, starting small, and ultimately just trusting God with his timing? Because uh, there's, there's a lot to be done. There's a lot that y'all are a part of individually and then even just as a church. So, so what does that look like for, for both of y'all just as far as trusting God in, in the process and in the timing? Well, uh, what slowed me down was cancer. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, that's, uh, that's going to slow anybody down. And, um, you know, uh, I, was, I was gone. My wife and I say, we've been married 46 years. We've been together 23. And it was because I was always on the road. I was, you know, traveling the world, doing, you know, sometimes meaningful, most of the time meaningless stuff. And, um, uh, you know, just in the last season, uh, over the past several years, have I had the opportunity to slow down and, and really reevaluate. And so that's what we're doing now. We're yeah. reevaluating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oftentimes when we slow down, we recognize what is most important. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I am grateful um, that God created me with a sporadic brain. <laughs> so I, I jump from ideas to ideas. And so I've learned to, uh, when, when I jump to a God idea, to stop and stay there mm-hmm. and allow a daydream to be really a God dream and, and meditate on what he's doing, what he's teaching me. Um, something that we don't do often is take deep breaths. That's actually a really healthy thing for our bodies yeah. is to breathe deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Bible nerd 
fact, but the spirit, when the spirit was hovering over the water in the beginning of the creation story, that same word is uh, the word that is used for breath when God breathed life into Adam. Mm -hmm. So that word ruach means breath. And so it's, you know, a, a, a a good thing when we stop and we just breathe, we, yeah. we kind of center ourselves and, and remember who God is, who are who am I? Am I, is this a priority that I should be focused on? Is, is this task that that I'm trying to accomplish as important as it as I as I as I'm thinking it is? Yeah. Or is it something that I just need to release? Yeah, I just started this book. Um and it's not a new book. It's been around for a while. It's a, it's a Charles Swindoll, Hand Me Another Brick. Hand Me Another Brick. Hand Me Another Brick. And it's the story of Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look at Nehemiah's life, you know, he was the cupbearer. Right. Which, you know, sounds like a fancy waiter. Well, it really wasn't. Uh, the cupbearer was like the number two guy right. in the kingdom. They, you know, tasted the food and drank, you know, took a sip of the wine. And if they didn't die, then the king would drink it. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Anyway, (laughs) uh, you know, his patience as a cupbearer, because, you know, he wanted to go build, rebuild the wall, right, Mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Um, His patience, though, was to give it time and to serve the king as the cupbearer before. I mean, he just didn't rush into the king and say, hey, I'm leaving, I'm going to build the wall. He he gave it time and was patient with him and finally got to the point where the king said, okay, go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he did great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he snuck out one night and, you know, he you know, tootled around the wall and said, oh, man, what a mess. Yeah. And realized what a mess uh, they were in there. And, you know, that's when he determined that, you know, this was his mission. So I think taking the time, growing slow, looking at the opportunities that we have and and planning for them, uh, that's that's God's way of doing it. Both of y'all have relationships with unbelievers or not yet believers in your life. So how do you think just even embracing this concept helps when it comes to sharing, whether it's sharing your story, ultimately sharing the gospel? How how do you think that even just impacts conversations that we have as as witnesses? Because I think that's an important part of this too. It, 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 it relieves us of the stress to, yeah. to have all the answers to, again, yeah. make it a one conversation deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, relationships are, are, are so important to Jesus. So you look at his many, many different... Um, conversations that he had with people, he could have very well said, Hey, I'm here, repent. Let's, let's, you know, become one of my followers. He, he didn't, he didn't do that. Yeah. He, he was, he was God incarnate. And so for us, we, we get to be his representatives here on earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, this is one of those where it is appropriate to say our actions do speak louder than words. Yeah. And what that, that very famous uh, St. Francis quote, preach the gospel, always use words when necessary. Right. That's really, really good. My only caveat to that is words are necessary. <laughs> we need to talk about Jesus. We need to explain why uh, he is the only way, why it's a narrow door, why um, his sacrifice is so uh, powerful. He was a man who truly lived and suffered and mm-hmm. died a brutal death so that we didn't have to die that mm-hmm. death. That's the gospel, that he died in our place. Yeah. So we have to explain that through words, but our actions help us in slowing down because people are watching. If they know that we're yeah. Christians, um, they're, they're watching and, and we want to make sure that we're walking 
as we are imperfect, um, continuing to go back to um, the grace of Jesus. Well, and I think the transparency too with um, uh, that we have with people who aren't believers, you know, being transparent with them and say, mm-hmm. you know, man, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that turn and burn uh, philosophy, you know, that that's not going to win anybody over. Uh, so, you know, with us, it's, you know, just just trying to be there and um, uh, let them know we're praying with them uh, when they're going through struggles, letting know that, you know, we have struggles still and we still have struggles. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just being real, being transparent, uh, that's the key, I think, to winning those people is, like you say, it's lifestyle. It's, yeah. it's letting them see that, you know, you're not, you know, some weirdo, <laughs> for lack of a better term. That's a scriptural term. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. yeah I'm sure it's in there somewhere in the in the Greek. <laughs> Deep in the Greek. Yeah, no, that's that's so good. Well, uh, I love how on the podcast we try to get a little practical. And so, what would be an encouragement that you both would have for someone that is wanting to just kind of practically apply the message, starting small? Uh, what, what does that look like? How how do they go about doing that? Because I think. In the past, I've grown up and heard very, you know, formal ways you got to share your story or you got to do this and that. So, so what are maybe some ways that someone can just start small when we'll it comes to? There. We'll get there next next uh, Sunday. We'll talk about the mm-hmm. nuts and bolts. Bob, you did an incredible job sharing your story, Thank you. uh, life before Christ, how you met Christ, and then how you were imperfect mm-hmm. still, then but blew it, <laughs> <laughs> pursuing our only hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's so important. I, I think I can share more ways that I've done it wrong, where I was so passionate about God. That's a good thing. But then I would go and, and, and say too much or uh, be too, maybe um, use too many Christian words or Christian oh, yeah. uh, ver- uh, Bible verses. Mm-hmm. And so I think this, this one, I was really preaching to myself on Sunday, taking it slow, being real, um, being authentic, uh, showing uh, the world, our imperfections, mm-hmm. and then our need for a savior. Um, that's what should unite us all as Christians, that we, we're all imperfect and in need, of, in need of a savior. As we do that, that will provoke conversations mm-hmm. and I think an invitation to check, you know, come and see who, who Jesus of Nazareth is, why he is um, mm-hmm. the way, the truth, and the life, and, yeah. and how much peace and rest co- uh, comes with following him. Well, and, and you know, What's the old adage? The people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I think being their friend and uh, and being there for them when they're going through tough times, yeah. and um, you know, just being their friend is uh, probably the best testimony you can have for that person because if they know you care mm-hmm. and they know where you stand spiritually, um, it's going to create that curiosity mm-hmm. that's going to bring about, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, life change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know just speaking, piggybacking on that, I think that starting with the heart and the posture is so key because, mm-hmm. and for me, prayer is so pivotal just starting there because if I'm not praying for this person, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm usually not looking for opportunities to share. So it just, you know, I'll, I'll later be driving home or something like that. I'm like, oh, I, I could have, could have, could have thrown that in there. Could have mentioned something about my story, something like that. But but when I'm not praying and kind of seeking uh, the best for them, then that's mm-hmm. that's something that uh, is missing. Jose, you mentioned there's kind of three things that can happen when we don't actively try to cultivate a heart posture towards going. You said the first one is we get anxious 
about the little things. We become apathetic to those outside and then ultimately we become angry. I think those are really key things. So I want to unpack each one of those real quick, starting with just anxious about the little things. As a church, we become inwardly focused. How have y'all seen that or why is that so important to stay out yeah, you're externally focused? And how do you as a church, uh, how do we stay externally focused so we don't get anxious about those things? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the mission is for us to go. And so mm-hmm. when when we start focusing on on how we gather and all the little intricate nuts and bolts that are important, they mm-hmm. sure are. And it, we need to care for those and not neglect those. Uh, but then when those start to overshadow and, and become louder, uh, I use the mention of the carpet. Here's a cool story about our carpet. We got new carpet here um, last year year and a half, two years or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, 2021. And it was not a thing for us. You know, everyone appreciated the new carpet. I have heard, I'm, you know, uh, not very old and, and, and haven't been doing this for very for, for very long, but I've heard that that's been a huge issue in churches for a long time, that if, if the color of the carpet is super important, all these things. So that that's this point of, yeah. of anxiety. We thankfully have a great, I think, healthy culture when it mm-hmm. comes to this. Um, but the little things can become big things. And if they um, overwhelm and overshadow the mission critical pieces of the gospel, which is to go and be salt and light, then yeah, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about the second part here? I think this is big, uh, even just speaks to me personally, but the second is becoming apathetic to those outside. Yeah. I think, and, and you mentioned Jose, just stopping, uh, just that we stop caring about those who think different than us. Mm-hmm. I think uh, no one would admit uh, that that's, and maybe initially how we feel, but I think after I think about relationships I've been in that they either aren't receptive, maybe they're not receptive, but they're also hostile towards me or towards the gospel. And I think that slowly can, at least for me personally, turn to to maybe being more apathetic towards them, just kind of like, well, I I tried that one time, so that's just kind of on them. Uh, How do you continue to kind of fight against that mentality, be apathetic towards the law? So maybe a particular person someone's listening has in mind, or it could just be a group of people, but how do you, not just, again, not just that one time heart for the loss, but a continual uh, heart for the loss for, for your life. Mm. Yeah. When I think about, I and mean, there's so many little examples and even um, people in my life that I have wanted to come to know Jesus. And there is a fine balance. Every, every relationship is different. We want to make sure that we are filled with God's love for those people. Um, my issue is is that I draw from my own well, mm-hmm. and I just tap into my love for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some, that's a very deep well. For others, it's a little more shallow. And then that it's only a matter of time before both of those dry up. Yeah. So we want to dig uh, from the well of Jesus. Mm-hmm so that we can be vessels for his love. Mm-hmm. And it is important for us to remember that no one, no one on earth is too far away from the love of God. He wants all to come and know who he is and he is calling us out to be his representatives. So um, yeah, making sure that we don't become apathetic is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the people, I mean, there's gonna be people that are gonna drive you crazy. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) let's just be honest. Uh, There's going to be people that are going to drive you crazy, that are going to make you angry, that are going to do things that um, are, let's just say, are going to be irritating. Mm -hmm. And I guess the struggle that I have, and we all have, I think, is, you know, how do we love those people the way Jesus loved them? And how do we show that to them when we would like to rip their head off? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, so from that standpoint, I think that's where prayer comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where scripture comes in. And that's where, you know, just being abiding uh, in God's love uh, is basically going to bring around that, that feeling of, okay, uh, this guy drives me crazy, but, you know, <laughs> he is God's creation just the same as I am, and I need to love him the way Jesus did. So, mm -hmm. um, No, and that's perfect segue to that third piece, Jose. You talked about angry and just even being gracious towards those who, you're not setting expectations uh, that we have on, on unbelievers yeah, compared to those believers. That one person that drives you crazy becomes three people that drive you crazy, mm -hmm. and then before you know it, you have this bitter heart posture towards either people like that or just in general, people that are around. Around. And that's not something that Jesus did. He got angry. Righteous anger is important. Mm -hmm. Recognizing that there is injustice and that when bad things happen, God, Jesus, that's that's not of God. He came to restore and redeem um, the, the lost and the broken. Um, but his job is to make all things right, not ours. Our job is to bless those who curse us, uh, love our enemies, mm -hmm. feed those that don't, don't have anything. We are, again, God's vessels to... Uh, go and, and be like Jesus. So um, this was a good conversation, yeah, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Thankful for you, Thank your you. example, excited for the weeks to come. Yeah. Be praying for you and Karen and uh, looking forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.